Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. Today what we're going to be doing is a little bit of a uh, hot takes video on X23 and Honey Badger, which I believe is CP71. So uh, joining me today I have Brad and Brandon, who are both uh, together with me, Jared, uh, part of the Crit Hit Wild team. So I thought maybe we, since we were all together in a chat, we could kind of go over our play history. Uh, me personally, I came from War Machine. I played that for probably about... Ooh, five, four or five years, I think. Uh, played in a lot of tournaments. We had a very good local meta. Um, that kind of died out for me. I didn't really pick up any other miniatures games, but uh, once I heard about Marvel Crisis Protocol coming out, uh, I was pretty eager to pick up the core set, uh, try it out. I love the IP. I love the designers behind it. So it's just been an all-around great game, and I'm excited to kind of cover uh, what we think of the new models releasing. So, uh, Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Brandon, as mentioned. I am uh, the voice you hear in a lot of the unboxing videos, as well as the voice in a lot of the introductions on the gameplay videos. Um, my history is not so much with miniatures. Um, I do just have an extensive gaming history in general. I've been playing competitive card games uh, for a little over a decade. Um, got into miniatures uh, a little over about a year and a half, two years ago now. This is your first uh, miniatures game, right? This is your very first uh, one you played? Yeah, this and uh, Star Wars Legion kind of at the same time were the only... Really where I started miniatures, and I've since got dabbled into a little bit of 40k, but uh, primarily this game is uh, my miniatures uh, life, actually, as far as that's concerned. So, Gotcha. What about you, Brad? You're, you're the senior citizen uh, as, turn, as far as wargaming goes in this group, I think, so... I wasn't playing that much longer before you for miniatures games. I have been doing gaming for 20 years, though. I started with D&D and Magic. And about 10 years ago, I was looking for a comic book shop because I'm really big into comics. And um, saw some people playing Malifaux. So started with Malifaux, went to War Machine, uh, got really into Guild Ball, and... Uh, but when I saw a Marvel game that had such good rules, I knew I had to play it. So um, I'm a big X Men fan. So uh, yeah, this is the this is the box for for you to review. Uh, just yeah. a little bit of the spoilers. Uh, Brad is our resident comics expert, so that'll come into play a little bit later in the episode, but. Uh, for now, let's give a rundown of the card. So today, like I said, we're looking at CP71, which is X23 and Honey Badger. So just kind of going over the front of her card, uh, X23, Laura Kenny. She is 5 stamina. She's a medium mover, size 2, but we'll get on to that just a little bit later. Uh, threat 3, and she's looking at 3 physical, 3 energy, and 2 mystic for her defense line. So uh, not bad for a uh, 3-threat character, kind of subpar on the mystic but if you look at her builder attack it's adamantium slash range two five dice zero costs after this attack resolved you get power equal to damage dealt has wild bleed wild pierce so the exact same builder as wolverine and then looking at her spender she has claw rust which is range three six dice two power after this attack is resolved this character may advance medium with a wild pierce. So a little bit similar to Baron Zemos in cost and dice. Uh, along with the medium move. But instead of the wild bleed you have wild pierce on it. So pretty good spender. 
Uh, she has uh, quite a few superpowers, most of which are passive. Looking at her first one here, Frenzy, costs two. If this character dazes or KOs an enemy character with an attack during its activation, this character may use the superpower. After the attack is resolved, this character may advance short, then make a adamantium slash attack. This superpower can only be used once per turn. So similar to Angela, similar to Carnage, just paint the town red. Um, all in all, pretty good positioning tool. Uh, lets you get a little bit of extra violence out there if you're looking for that in your roster. Uh, going down to Adamantium Skeleton, when determining if this character can be thrown by an effect or special rule, or when it is colliding with another character or a terrain feature, this character counts as size 3, so the exact same as Wolverine. Uh, makes her a little bit weird to displace, makes her a little bit weirder to throw, uh, so all in all, it's a pretty good ability, I think, for a 3-threat character. Uh, assassin Training, this character may reroll one die in its attack or defense rolls, always good. Big Sis, this is probably the one that stands out the most on her card, at least to me. If an allied character, or if an allied Gabrielle Kenny, excuse me, within three of this character is damaged by an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, this character may advance medium toward the character that damaged Gabrielle Kenny. This character may move only once per turn as a result of this superpower. And lastly, she has Healing Factor 2. So. Taking a look at her flip side, uh, no changes here. Everything remains exactly the same. Uh, so getting into it, uh, let's hear what you guys think about X-23. Brad, what do you think? Well, uh, first of all, it's always good to get more three-cost X-Men. Uh, with Storm, and they seem like a team that wants to go wide, and so she fits in with that. I had not actually noticed the similarities between Baron Zemo's Spender and X-23's. And I like that comparison because I like his Spender. Um, yeah, she's she's very good. Um, I, I think she seems to me like she's incredibly mobile. So that seems... Well, like yeah. Good. It's all conditional. Uh, you have to be within three to get that Spender to get the move, or you have to daze or KO to get the move, or you have to be playing Gabby to get that move she doesn't have a like just a straight up charge or anything um but lots of other ways to move and yeah. pierce on both attacks just yeah. great yeah i i like what you're saying with playing her wide and storm uh that i some of her stuff is conditional but i feel like with the ability to place off storm's leadership it can really enable a lot with her so Good synergy there. Uh, what about you, Brandon? What are your hot takes on X-23? you like her? you don't like her? Uh, the couple things that stick out to me, <clears throat> I, I do think the one unfortunate part is uh, where her animating skeleton only is affected on throws. Uh, so she's still pushed at size 2, which is becoming more and more relevant. Uh, my biggest thing that I like about this card specifically is in the big sis, and we'll see... Uh, on Honey Badgers, the little sis, uh, using their actual physical names and not the name of their character um, to be able to use in future. Uh, if there are other models that come out, uh, other X-23 models or other Honey Badger models, uh, being able to be able to mix and match those is going to be pretty cool, and it seems like that might be something they're keen on doing. Uh, since that's a pretty big downfall on a couple cards that we have currently. Um, the Healing Factor 2 is also super good on a 3-threat model. Um, 
I do think I, I agree with Brad. I do think these models are really good for X Men. Um, I also think they're going to be very, very good in X Force, uh, which may be affiliated for uh, this specific model. Um, I do like them a lot in that affiliation, specifically um, just being able to get some lower threat models. Um, other than that, uh, there's not a whole lot going on, kind of just like a kill machine, uh, but she's not super tanky. Um, I am worried that she's going to be really squishy, especially with range two attack and a range three attacks, just kind of wanting to get up in the business. <clears throat> yeah, um, her, her stat line, uh, her only being five stamina and uh, two mystic defense makes me a little bit hesitant on her. But uh, overall, I think that she's pretty good. Uh, I do like the healing factor, uh, which we can get into that a little bit more uh, down the road. But I think that she does enable a lot for X-Men and X-Force if she is affiliated. I mean, being able to get uh, the Assassin training reroll in addition to the X-Force reroll, I mean, that's exactly what X-Force likes. So it might open up a little bit more with them. But uh, yeah, overall, she looks pretty like a pretty decent three threat. So with that, we'll kick it over into Honey Badger. Uh, AKA Gabrielle Kenny. She is five stamina, medium mover, size two, two threat with a three, two, two stat line. She has the claw slash builder range two, five dice, zero cost. After this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to the damage dealt. With a wild bleed, after this attack is resolved, the target character gains the bleed special condition. So, similar to Laura's, just missing the wild pierce on there. And for her spender, we have hamstring, range 2, 5 dice, 3 power cost. If this attack deals damage, after this attack is resolved, the target character gains the slow and bleed special conditions. And she has wild elusive on it. After this attack is resolved, this character may advance medium. For her superpowers, again, she has several passive abilities and one reactive. Too dangerous to ignore. A two-cost superpower when an enemy character within two of this character targets another ally character with an attack. This character may use this superpower. This character becomes the target of the attack, regardless of range and line of sight. So, very similar to Black Dwarf and Luke Cage. Uh, kind of interesting on a two-threat with her stat line, but... Uh, it's okay, I guess. Uh, ankle Biter. This character cannot contest, interact with, or hold objective tokens. Additionally, when an enemy character within one of this character is attacked by another allied character, the enemy character rolls one less defense die. So while she's within one, she's essentially giving everybody a debuff. Very similar to Nebula in that regard, but uh, one interesting thing in this box set uh, is a tactics card, which we'll go over here shortly, that kind of shores that up a little bit. So we'll get into that here momentarily. She has Lil Sis, which is the the same as Big Sis on Laura's card. If an ally, Laura Kenny, is within three of this character... That sentence reads really weird. If an ally, Laura Kenny, within three of this character is damaged by an enemy effect. There we got it. After this effect is resolved, this character may advance medium toward the character that damaged Laura Kenny. This character may move only once per turn as a result of this superpower. And finally, she has Healing Factor 1. So, a real interesting two-threat. Uh, she's got some very interesting rules. Uh, both Little Sis and Ankle Biter kind of really stand out to me. But 
Uh, let's hear your guys' thoughts. So we'll start with you, Brandon. Um, my biggest issue with this model uh, that I worry about the most is her spender. Um, range two, five dice for three power. Uh, you're looking at right under 20, about 20, less than 22 and a half percent. Uh, it's 22.3 percent to do damage. Um, to get the slow and bleed special conditions. I mean, if you're rolling against me, you'll get it every time, but like, <laughs> I feel like when the averages kick in, it's not, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, I mean, three, three power to, have a chance at getting it seems a little uh, thing. And then the elusive trigger is a little over 50%. Um, so I guess that it's kind of, it's kind of like a hit and run in a way. Um, so like, I guess that's not bad. Um, I would have liked to see at least one more dice on that. Um, maybe too good for a six point character. Uh, other than that, nothing really, wows me about honey badger um you kind of have to take her with x23 so then you have five you're at five points right there i mean i think x23 is head and shoulders above honey badger in this scenario um i am worried about that i'm also just worried i think you're just going to be able to kill her real easy that's fair I, I will point out i actually forgot to go over the injured side she does go down one stamina as well whenever she flips over so yeah, which is uh, nine total health, not bad for a two point character. Um, it might be the most of any two point character. I'll have to look that over, but you might be correct. I believe that's correct. Yeah, I want to say most tie her and, tie Nebula. No, uh, Nebula's four under healthy and five under injured, so it's the inverse of Nebula. So she has the same. Uh, right yeah, no i mean yeah. but the same total yeah as nebula yeah so she's got the same total as nebula um she does not hit as hard as nebula uh, nebula's assassin um letting her reroll every dice uh, if they're holding objectives and her immunities uh plus range three attacks um so, and she can roll more dice on her three power spender and gets a place out of it as well uh, i mean if that's where we're comparing it to, I mean, Nebula's arguably strictly better uh, because she doesn't come with the, the little sis. I don't want to say it's a hold up or hang up or anything of that nature, but that's kind of a big part of this card. If you take that off, uh, if you, I mean, like if you remove that, I mean, the healing factor is going to be kind of relevant, but honestly, uh, with her defensive stats of three, two, two, I mean, if you put two attacks into her, it's going to be, you're going to have to get real unlucky not to kill her. Uh, that's so that's, that's where I'm at with uh, Honey Badger. What about you, Brad? What do you think? Well, first, I want to correct something Brandon said. You have like a 74% chance of doing damage with her spender uh, against three defense. I think you were not taking into account that you could do more than one damage. When you did, uh, we're using Cerebro. Cerebro has a fancy dice calculator, um, but the chance of doing zero damage is only twenty six percent. So, 
and I also disagree with him on a lot of things about Honey Badger because comparing her to Nebula is fine if she did the same things as Nebula, but she doesn't really. She's a much more defensive piece. She's got bodyguard. It's bad bodyguard, but it's a version of bodyguard. Um, and Anglebiter is just great, especially if she repositions with hamstring or little sis. She can uh, get up in there close to someone and um, make sure that you can take them out easier. It stacks with incinerate. Anklebiter does. So they could have two less dice because there are several models um, in the game now, but I'm thinking X-Men, that give out incinerate. Uh, yeah. Um, I, overall, I'd say that I'm kind of on the fence with her. She has a lot of neat things. Uh, with her stat line and no innate rerolls, too dangerous to ignore on her seems a little odd, but then again, if she does it, it's a two-threat character. So overall, right. yeah, you're not missing out on too much, and it has some pretty good synergy with healing factor, uh, being able to take exceptional healing. So you can take a massive blow on a two-threat character and only take one damage from it. So uh, I do agree with you. I like Ankle Biter. I kind of wish that it also affected her, when she was making an attack roll against the character. But uh, all in all, she seems like an interesting piece. I, I do think that she slots in very well with X-Men. Uh, but jury's out a little bit. We'll kind of have to see how she does on the table. Uh, I do think that she kind of just pops. So, uh, But with that, what we're going to do is kind of transition over and take a look at the two tactics cards that are coming with them. And this one right here has really got me hyped up. I'm pretty excited about this card. Uh, it's called Jonathan the Unstoppable. It is unaffiliated and it's active. Honey Badger may spend two power to play this card. Place a Jonathan token within one of this character. While this Jonathan token is in play, it can test subjective tokens as if it were an injured allied character. If an enemy character ends a movement within one of this token, remove it from the battlefield. During the cleanup phase, if an allied honey badger is on the battlefield and there is no allied Jonathan token on the battlefield, you may return this card to your available team tactic cards. This card may be played again this game. I think that this card is absolutely incredible. So you have the downside of Nebula where you can't interact with or contest objective tokens. But you come with this tactics card that cycles back into your hand uh, after the token is removed and lets her effectively contest a back point on, say, Infinity Formula for your team while you push forward and be aggressive with X-23, Wolverine, Honey Badger. So I think that this does wonders uh, with kind of holding down a weak flank uh, in a wide X-Men team. Or X-Force team, uh, I know having played a little bit of X-Force, if she ends up being affiliated, or if you take her as an unaffiliated option, uh, being able to contest a back point, that way the rest of your team can kind of edge out and try to get more attrition advantage across the board is going to be really, really big for them. So I am a huge fan of this card. Uh, what do you think, Brad? 
Oh, uh, first of all, before I talk about this card, which I love, I don't know how good it's going to end up being, but I do love. Uh, just based on the comics, X-23 and Honey Badger should probably both be in X-Men. X-23 and X-Force, but probably not Gabby. And X-23 could be an Avenger. So Okay. Um. Yeah, she was part of Avengers Academy, so they could do that unless they're going to do an Avengers Academy later. Um, just want to put that out there for people looking forward to them. Uh, you think you're excited for this card? I already have a 3D printed token. <laughs> uh, I, I found a Wolverine model, like an actual Wolverine model. Uh, scaled it the right size, printed a base that was the size of the Astro Ring token. I assume that's what the Jonathan token is going to be. Uh, one thing I want to point out about this card is they have to end a move. So um, if you are going late with Gabby and put out the token and nobody can move within one of it, it gets to sit there even if there's already an enemy model there. Because they haven't actually moved and landed within it. Oh, that's a good call out. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so especially if you're going with her last, you can just drop it to break a tie or something like that. Um, Like I said, I don't know if this is going to end up being a good card, but I'm going to play it a lot when it comes out and use my little token. I mean, I think it's pretty good. Who who doesn't like a pseudo mystique leadership on a two threat character? So, right, that seems pretty good. What about you, Brandon? Does this card help sway you any more toward uh, wanting to play Honey Badger? Uh, I will. I would like the disclaimer that I did come into this very blind. I'd actually not read over either card or any of the tactics cards. Before, That's why it's uh, a hot take, right? my guy. Uh, well, my takes are all hot. I actually, <laughs> I do think I have. I, I I wanted to preface the previous statement. I do think both of them are going to be very good in their affiliations. My most of my concern is outside of affiliations. I'm just not sure Honey Badger specifically does enough. I do think this tactic card helps a lot, especially now that you have ten in your roster. Um, my usually when I'm building a list outside of a couple, the eight, nine, ten spots are usually like cards I'm probably never going to play, um, and being able to attach card to a specific model like a two threat that doesn't need anyone else uh, I think is really a nice little thing to take because you don't have to take this card um, but having that option is going to be pretty awesome I I do love the idea of a um, Jonathan token Um, I want to I'm real curious on what that looks like I'm really excited to see a Brad's 3D printed one on on a table uh, as soon as possible. Uh, I do think this helps her out a lot, especially just being able to come back to the hand. The only thing now with this tactics card, always kind of you kind of want to keep that two power um, with her bodyguard also costing two power and her spender costing three power. Uh, kind of worried about her power economy. Uh, oh, terrible! Yeah, and I, I think that's a problem. I know you've kind of talked about that before with X-Men. It's just kind of hard um, sometimes to have enough power to do all the things you want to do. Um, so I do have, that'd be my only concern. With this, I definitely think it puts her in play with the other um, top-end two-point models that you want to bring. Uh, I'm just now more concerned about 
is she going to have the, are you going to have the power to do all the things that you want to do with her um, comparative? Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to, uh, in my opinion, an arguably less exciting card, although it's okay. Uh, It's Wolverines. It is unaffiliated, active. James Logan Howlett. So setting up for uh, Logan and any kind of variation that he comes in. And Laura Kenny may spend three power each to play this card. While James Logan Howlett and Laura Kenny are within two of each other, they cannot be pushed or thrown by enemy effects. They may reroll any number of attack dice, and after an attack targeting either of them is resolved, the attacking character suffers one damage if it did not daze or KO the target character. This effect lasts until the end of the round. So, kind of an interesting card. Uh, The range 2 restriction on them being side-by-side is a little odd. Um... It's very similar to Till the End of the Line. Uh, don't believe End of the Line has the Suffer 1 damage if you do not Daze or KO clause in it. Uh, and it also does not buff defense dice. This lets you reroll attack dice instead. So both X23 and Wolverine like the rerolls. But the range 2 requirement on it really makes me think that unless you're playing in some kind of scrum situation, it's going to be really hard to kind of get it off. Also, probably not playing Wolverine too much. I know that he's a little bit of a maligned X-Men. So this is card right here is a 7-point sink into uh, X-Men, or unaffiliated, I guess, if you want to take both, uh, roster. So I'm a little bit more meh on the card, but uh, we'll hear what you guys think. Uh, let's start with you, Brandon. What do you think about Wolverines? I really like the idea of it working really well with a new Wolverine model um, that we may or may not get anytime soon. Uh, but just that open-endedness that we can actually get another Wolverine that's maybe a little bit better. Um, yeah, kind of what you're mentioning. You have a lot of. You're spending a lot of your points. You got seven there, and you kind of want to bring Honey Badger, so then you're at nine. And at that point, you have two two characters. One character who can't contest without a tactics card. The other one can only contest on his healthy side. Or is it contest, or can he only hold objectives? Hold he objectives. So he can't hold objectives. Um, it seems... I mean, they're real killy. Um, I think that's... You might be able to play X-Men a completely different way. Um with the three, you might be able to play a little bit more aggressive or have that option uh, into specific scenarios. If you want to be a little bit more aggressive, uh, Wolverine might make his way back onto the table. Um, I don't really know. That's where that's where Brad's going to chime in here because uh, I've never, I, I don't get to play X, but I just could play against them. Uh, I do know that he likes to bring some killing models. Um, like to know how that would maybe sway his roster building knowing that he can still have some killing models uh, and stay with all an all mutant roster well let's hear what you think brad you you have definitely played the most x-men out of any of us so do you think this card makes your 10 uh wolverine doesn't make my 10 so how's this card gonna make my 10 fair, fair enough <laughs> i i like what it does 
it's just you have you have to take that Wolverine tack. Yeah, the one of the things that kind of really sticks out with me between both um, X twenty three and Wolverine is you're both paying three power, and then you're pretty much just doing your builders. Um, yeah, both. I think Wolverine Spender is a mandatory place within one, so that will take you out of range two of Laura. And then Laura Spender uh, is one more dice, I guess, but it allows her to advance medium, and you, you don't really want to be advancing. So <sighs> being limited to just reroll all on five dice attacks with Pierce, don't get me wrong, that's very good, but all of the requirements that you need for this card, in addition to you're probably only spending your builder on it, uh, it just doesn't seem like it's a very interesting option to me. Yeah. Um, while we are talking about this, them putting their real names on there, though, I do want to point out that we will probably get a Lord Kenny as Wolverine model at some point. I don't know why they would not do that. And we should get a new James Hallett, although I'm not exactly sure what they'll do with that. Maybe a Savage Wolverine. Yeah, that's all right. That was my big thing is I like the possibilities in the future. Yeah. I think right now, um, but there's also a good chance too in the future we're going to get more um, attacky X-Men too. So we might, I mean, with all the mutants out there, uh, there are definitely a lot more aggressive ones that we haven't got. Um, right. So I do like the idea of hopefully within the next couple years having multiple so many different ways to play the x-men affiliation kind of like the avengers have right now where you can play on right a million different ways i like the idea of being able to take a x-men roster and have a wolverine just as like a killing machine and you can put x-23 and honey badger and then you know whoever else just right along with them and maybe even use cyclops leadership who knows <laughs> way the pigs might pigs might start flying and crazy crazier things can happen. Don't get crazy now, man. You're, you're getting a little crazy. Well, a little too crazy. I know it's uh, it's a uh, wild, but uh, just a lot of things like that. Uh, I do like the possibilities, uh, but yeah, this is definitely a tactics card that is completely designed for a murder machine. I mean, you've almost got to be playing an E um, straight up the gut, um, and even then. Like Brad said, uh, Wolverines at this point, especially with the n other new releases coming out, I'm just not sure Wolverine makes the slot in the roster as he is currently. Yeah, well, um, that's it for everything in CP71. So overall, uh, just try to get some thoughts from you guys. Do you guys think that these cards kind of make it into your roster? Do you think the tactics cards make it into your roster? Me personally, I don't play a whole lot of x-men but i do think that the combination of both x-23 and honey badger are pretty compelling uh within the x-men affiliation i think they're good affiliated options uh to brad's point i think it does open up a very wide uh x-men roster and uh, if you want to get really cheeky you can have a bunch of size three characters which in this day and age is pretty good i mean not there, there is quite a bit of size three displacement uh, in the game, but you know, not as much as what you would think. So, uh, both X twenty three counting a size three, Wolverine counting a size three, 
if you want to be cheeky, you could take Lizard, who's size 3, uh, in a roster, and then have... Let's see, if you take Deadpool, how many is that? Four characters? I believe... With healing factor? I believe Beast is also size 3. Okay, cool, yeah. So, a bunch of size 3 characters and size 3 characters that have healing factor on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what? Beast is confirmed size 3. Yeah, X-23, Honey Badger is 5 points, plus Storm is 8 three. points. You could take Wolverine for 12. You could take Deadpool or Lizard uh, for 15. So that gives you quite a few models with healing factor. I feel like maybe it's probably garbage, but I feel like maybe there's something there, a full team of people who just heal after everything happens to them. So probably bad, but seems fun. (laughs) It might be a little bit better, honestly, in X-Force going with like Cable, Deadpool, uh, like X twenty three, then you have like you could even do Wolverine in that, and then you're looking at what uh, five, nine, and then six. So you're at fifteen for Honey Badger, and you can be at seventeen with Honey Badger. Uh, I think I like that. I honestly I do. I think I think X X Force has a little bit better chance to be a little bit more killy than X Men want to play just with the X Force re rolls. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Might be something, and then you have saber tooth if you want to be real fancy and get some extra healing power. There you go, man. Factor, so. yeah, getting crazy again. Look at you. I know. We're yeah, we're just going. Hey, I don't know if that card said like Wolverine or saber tooth, it might it might actually see play. But X Force is also a roster where you have some tactics card spots. They don't have a ton that are great, so you kind of have a. I think I like these two models in X Force a lot. Um, you know, I've already I've already got Cerebro pulled up and working on like an X Force list. I've already got both of them popped in there. I like even if it's even if Honey Badger's not affiliated, I think she's definitely good enough, um, especially with the Jonathan card to take uh, bring over some of the other models I had in there. So I kind of I like it. I think it's uh, I think X Force they'll see a lot more play in X Force. Uh, again, I think my biggest concern is I'm not sure how much play they'll see outside of the X affiliations. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're probably right there. I don't know how much you splash them in. Maybe hunt. I could see Honey Badger being uh, kind of splashable. But what about you, Brad? These are more X Men for you, so I'm sure yeah. you're you're excited nonetheless. I am. Uh, if Honey Badger is affiliated on X Men, uh, I will be playing her a lot. She will be my two-pointer in my roster. Um, X-23 makes my roster. I'll be playing her. I don't think I pick her over several of the others. Beast, as much as I hate him in the comics, uh, has been really reliable on the table. Domino's great. Magic seems real good. Um, It's just hard to pick her as not like the, what, fifth? three threat in my list but table time might change that like she's got an interesting kit so what's your initial concern with uh x23 over some of the other threes she actually um pretty comparable to beast i think uh in that she doesn't have a charge her move, she can move off of stuff. Um, so she might end up taking his place in it. But um, 
Magic has mystic attacks and good mystic defense. Domino, you don't explode crits against her, and she dice fixes herself. So those are just tools I would rather have at yeah. most times. So that's no, why I, they make lists over her. Yeah, I, I, I can see Beast being uh, the one. Um, the only thing... Uh, the only thing with Beast is, I mean, he does, he has a lot more survivability. Uh, at, at least at first glance, it looks like a little bit more survivability with Thunder. Wow, until they Thunder. hit him with an energy attack. Yeah. I mean, but it's to say, you I mean, can't really say that because X23 only rolls two dice on Mystic, right? So it roster dependent. Well, like, yeah, look at their roster and figure out what is worse for you and play the other model. Yeah, unless you're playing, unless you're playing real wide, which. I plan to do in some cases. Yeah, which is, yeah, that's where I was kind of headed. I think it's uh, with two more, with she, she's 10, so one more health on Beast. Uh, but the healing factor could really come into play. Um, yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see that comparison of just getting to play because Beast on the medium-sized base. Uh, physical and Mystic, I think, are now the two most common attacks, which Beast uh, defends better against. Uh in that in that order, especially now with and he ends up with happy. extra, he ends up with extra power too. Yeah, which she doesn't get. Uh, yeah. And a throw. Yes, and a throw. Oh my gosh, and it only costs two. Such a yeah. good throw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Beef has become a staple to my list. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah. That, my my thing, my thing was there. I was trying to get to. I, I don't know where she takes Beast spot. I, that's I'm, that's where part of my concern is too. I'm not. But yeah, if you're playing against a list, I mean, if you're playing against a list that has a ton of energy attacks, you know, it's probably you're probably not taking much of a slide. You know, swapping out X twenty three for Beast. Right. Um, but I, I think Beast probably gets the nod in most. I would probably most situations, but it, that's yet to be determined. We got to get out there. We got to play it. Yeah, they're expected. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, Honey Badger also probably with assuming X twenty three is X four or is affiliated, which she should be. She'll be my out of affiliation too that I drop in there for X force Honey Badger because they just go so well together that if. Laura's already in the list. I might as well throw Honey Badger in there too. Well, do we uh, have we heard an expected release date for CP seventy one? Uh, I believe March, but March, okay. no specific date. Okay. Well, uh, that's it for our review and our hot take of CP seventy one X twenty three and Honey Badger. Uh, before we all hop off here. Uh, as I said earlier at the very beginning, Brad is our resident comics expert. So if people want to read more about X-23 and Honey Badger, what are some good runs that they can kind of look up for and, and read about these characters coming out, Brad? Okay. Well, this, this is probably going to be the easiest one of these because for both these characters, it's all new Wolverine. 35 issues. There's a... Uh, um, omnibus that collects all of it out there. I think you can get that for about $100. All the issues are on Marvel Unlimited, which is a great deal. You can usually get for 60 bucks for the year, and they have a huge back catalog of comics. Um, 
but that is the number one thing I would suggest. And that is Laura as the new Wolverine after Logan dies. Um, anything that they show up in after that's really good. Um, Gabby's been showing up in the New Mutants run that's going on right now. Has been delightful in that. Um, the X-23 series by Marjorie Liu, who that came out right after All New Wolverine, is also good for the two of them. Um, anything before that, before All New Wolverine, Gabby didn't exist. Um, and some of those stories are very rough. But if you just want to read X-23, she hasn't been around that long. Her first appearance, I don't know if many people know this, but her first appearance is actually on the X-Men Evolution TV show. Oh, okay. And then a couple years later, she showed up in a comic, and she's been like woven in since then. So she's only been around for, what, like 10 years, 15 years? Oh, my gosh. Time slips away so quickly. Like 15 years? At most, uh, unlike most of the comics characters. So it's not that hard to catch up on her if you just end up loving her. All new Wolverine, though. Must read. It's so a, good. That's a relatively new run, too. I mean, not like... I mean, it's the last... Yeah, like, it's within the last year, five. Right? Yeah. It's within the last five. Yeah, I remember seeing those on the yeah. comic shelf, so I was like, oh, that's... Uh, written by... Tom Taylor? Can't complain about that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for our review. Uh, Quick shameless plug. Uh, Brad here runs and maintains the Cerebro MCP database, so we can post a link to it in the description below. I highly recommend, especially if you're coming out of the holiday season with some new models, you're just getting into the game. Uh, CerebroMCP.com allows you to kind of browse everything that's in the game things that have been spoiled that aren't currently released yet it allows you to build rosters have a dice calculator gives you links to everything amg has as far as rules so uh if you're looking for something to make it a little bit easier for yourself uh putting together a roster instead of sitting around with the old pen and paper or just stacking your cards side by side and adding up your threat uh i recommend that you guys check out cerebro but with that uh, I guess we'll catch you guys in the next one. If there's anything you want us to play, review, take a look at, uh, please leave us a message in the comments section, and we'll be sure to get to it. So until next time, thanks, guys.